1: To our podcast, True Crimes and Storytime. I'm Michelle, and I'm Kirsten. <laughs> Jk, <laughs> just kidding. I'm Kirsten, and I'm Michelle. And uh it's my last true crime episode
0: <laughs> for this go <laughs> <girl> around. <laughs> 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 That's okay. Kirsten's our top, most listened to episode in true crime, so I know y'all like her. The, Come on, if you wanna go check that episode out, mm-hmm. it is, I don't know, Junco Ferruta. Yeah, but it was. Quite a few months ago. Yeah, I can't remember what episode number it was exactly, but
1: I think it was like forty something. Just scroll down and no, you'll, you'll find it.
0: Definitely wasn't forty something. Where I'm forty two right now.
1: Oh, so <laughs> twenty something. Yeah, I was
0: thinking of. It's got like fifteen hundred dollars or something. So, so um, if you want, you can go check that out. And mine's number two, Natalie Holloway. So if you want to go check that out, go
1: do that. It's down there too. Uh, but today, I'm bringing you a pretty pretty sad case i want to put a huge trigger warning at the beginning because this has to do with the death of two very young children the murder of two very young children um and if that is something that you don't like or you don't want to listen to then don't listen to this one um all right well i'm out (laughs) just kidding i know um when i came across it it intrigued me but made me really sad Yeah. Because I have two kids of my own. Right. That are young. Right. But if that triggers you, just go ahead and click on out of this one because we're just going to get into it. Okay.
0: Oh, one thing I did want to say, though. Um, I know we talked about this a little bit earlier, but um, Iran really needs our support right now. Oh, yeah. There was a woman or a girl who was walking out in the street and was wearing her headscarf wrong and the cops literally shot her and killed her. And there's like a huge revolution going on right now. Mm-hmm. So they really like need our support. Maybe we will put the link in the show notes. I'll send link. I'll send the TikTok to Kirsten, but there's a lot of, they like shut the internet internet off for like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. They have to take the SIM cards out of their phones to be able to get on the internet and post on TikTok or Instagram or anything. Mm-hmm. And there's like a huge revolution going on. So they like really need anyone's support that they can get right now
1: i know um i think it's affecting a lot of other countries too mm-hmm. um i did see i don't know if this isn't i i think this has to do with that mm-hmm. um russia is doing a draft yeah for their i saw military. that i think that goes hand in hand there's a whole lot of shit going on over yeah there, so
0: well i think Russia's doing the draft because of the ukraine stuff
1: oh that's still
0: happening i think so yeah that's sad so iran's like a different oh, okay There were women out in the street burning their headscarves, Mm -hmm. basically saying, you know, fuck you, we're not going to deal with this. Yeah, that's pretty insane. A lot of people are getting killed, and it's just kind of crazy, and it just makes me realize, like, how thankful I am to live in a country where I don't have to worry about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I know we have issues, obviously, with our police and things like that that I'm not really going to get into right now, but we have a lot of issues of our own, but... We are
1: very privileged.
0: Yeah. I don't have to worry about my headscarf being on wrong and walking out to the street and getting shot by a cop. You mm-hmm. know, like Yeah. I know other people have I am a white female, so there's that, but um, like I don't have to have those worries, obviously. Yeah. Um but still, like, America has issues of their own, but I just realize how much I would rather be here than mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So how privileged we really are. Especially as I know a lot of things recently happened with women's rights, too, so I can't really say that I'm grateful for everything in this country, obviously, um, because we are Roe versus Wade supporters. Yeah. Um, so, like, we're pro-choice. Mm-hmm. So, if you don't like that, I'm sorry, but that's you just can how- You <laughs> That's just how we are. That's just and not up for debate. No, firmly. I truly, <laughs> firmly believe in women's rights, and so does Kirsten, so, you know- Things like that have happened in this country but i would much rather be dealing with what we're dealing with right now than dealing with something like that you know we do have more rights than a lot of other mm-hmm. countries yeah um but yeah i just wanted to say that they need our support as much as possible and um
1: we'll try and find a link for
0: for somewhere where you can support yeah support or um, donate or something um, there's a lot of hashtags that are needing to be used. Or There's, even
1: just, like, spread the awareness. Yeah. Just, like, tell people Using what's going on. Using
0: the correct hashtags because they do have specific hashtags they mm-hmm. want you to use. I, I believe it has the girl's name in it. I'm not really sure. I can't remember what it is right now. But, um, yeah, I did just want to say that. And... Something will be in the show notes. Yeah, we need to try to support you. other countries, you mm-hmm. know, and other people. Like, we need to come together as not only a country, but as the world. Like. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to watch other countries go through stuff like this. Yeah. It it's is. heartbreaking. Like, I was crying about it. It's sad to watch. It is watch.
1: disappointing. It yeah. is absolutely ridiculous that it's happening in the first place. hmm
0: Over a headscarf.
1: And it's so sad that there is not a whole lot that we can do. Yeah. We live all the way across the country, or the world. hmm But we can at
0: least send them our support. For sure. But that's all I had to say. It was just a quick little rant, so that's now I'll let Kirsten go into her case. Okay.
1: So today we're going to be talking about Susan Smith. Okay, let's and get it. And if you don't know who Susan Smith is, she's an evil fucking woman, and I hope she fucking dies.
0: Okay. I hope she rots. <laughs> um, I don't even, I haven't even heard this case. I don't even know it, but I hope she rots. So.
1: so she was born Susan Lee Vaughn, and she was born on September 26, 1971 in Union, South Carolina. Her father committed suicide when she was six years old and then she was abused by her stepfather when she was growing up yeah that's rough as a result of this trauma she began to suffer from depression and attempted to take her own life more than one time okay which is not an excuse to be an awful fucking person
0: definitely not i think everybody has been through their own trauma and go to therapy like yeah. i know it costs a lot but like i know things happen and people are crazy is
1: that she's a crazy person
0: yeah everybody goes through trauma so you can't use that as an excuse i'm yes. sorry
1: she did have multiple on and off relationships throughout her life mm-hmm. including one with a man named david smith she ended up getting pregnant so they got married even though their relationship was not so great okay but since she got pregnant they were like well i guess it's time to get married
0: that yeah, that's a good way to look at
1: it. Yeah. So, she gave birth to their two sons, Michael and Alex, mm-hmm. but their relationship still wasn't very stable, causing them to separate more than once. So, they never technically got a divorce. They just separated. Gotcha. More than one time. Their son, Michael Daniel Smith, was born on October 10th, 1991, and Alexander Tyler Smith was born on August 5th, 1993. Okay. That was another thing that was hard for me, because one of my children was born on October 10th, Mm -hmm. and I saw that, and, like, my stomach sank. Yeah. It just, like, connected me to, like, my children. It's just very sad. So, anyway, during one of their separations, Susan began having a relationship with a man named Tom Finley, who was one of the most eligible bachelors in Union at the time. Okay. Everyone wanted to be with him. He made her feel like she would finally be able to have some stability in her life, but she thought
0: wrong. Yikes.
1: He didn't want the responsibility of having a family, even though she already had two sons. He didn't want any kids. He didn't want commitment. Yeah. He didn't want any kind of responsibilities. He sent her a letter telling her all of these things. He didn't want kids. He didn't want to, like, marry her, per se. He just kind of wanted to be with her. Which is weird
0: to me. I don't know. If
1: your end goal is not marriage, that's kind of...
0: Well, I guess... You just want to fling. Well, if he didn't want the responsibility of a family, maybe he was just seeing her and then kind of waiting for her sons to grow up. And then they could get together. But I don't know. Even then, like, I hear a lot that a lot of parents refuse to date other people unless they have kids of their own. Because they just don't understand. Like, I've heard a lot of people say that. So... I mean... Yeah. I see it. Well, they just say, like, if you don't have kids of your own, I don't want to date you because you don't get it. That's... I mean... I've heard, like, a lot of people say that. Like, they will not date anybody that doesn't have kids.
1: Yeah. Like, part of me understands. Part of me doesn't get it. Yeah. (laughs) Because you don't know that they don't know what it's like to be a parent. Yeah. Even if they... Like, you don't have kids. Yeah. But you know what it's like raising kids. Yeah. So...
0: You know what I mean? I had two little brothers, you know? So... Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different for me. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there like me, I'm sure. I mean, being the oldest yeah. sibling, like...
1: I feel like a lot of people our age mm-hmm. that had younger siblings, like younger, younger siblings than mm-hmm. like we did...
0: Like had a huge like, age gap. Yeah. yeah.
1: Know what it's like mm-hmm. to have to raise a kid. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So... He sent her that letter. Right. And she said she never felt so alone in her life when she read that letter. That sent her into a really bad depression. Rightly so. And she was kind of having a psychotic break. Okay. She thought this guy that was going to, like, change her life, she was finally going to, like, be able to feel normal. Mm -hmm. Because she never felt that with her past relationships. Right. So she was, like, super upset about it. So, on October 25th, 1994, Susan told police that a black man had carjacked her and drove off, and her two children were still inside the car. So she was carjacked, and her kids were in the car. Okay. Michael was three at the time, and Mm -hmm. Alex was 14 months old. Babies. So, for nine days, Mm -hmm. nine days... That's crazy. She and David... Her ex, not ex-husband, but the boy's father,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: pleaded on national television for the safe return of their children. Okay. But something seemed off. Susan's story was not quite lining up like it should be. Okay. Each time she was asked about what happened, she changed her story. There were holes. Things were different.
0: Okay, it wasn't right. Every single
1: time. Yeah. No. It wasn't like, this is what happened. It was like, well, maybe this or whatever. Mm -hmm. She took several polygraph tests, which were all inconclusive, but we know that doesn't really say much. Mm -hmm. Polygraph tests, you can pass them, you can fail them, and be innocent either way. Right. So we don't really get anything from those. Many of her friends talked about how when they would go see her, Mm -hmm. Susan would ask if Tom... Was going to come see her. Which they thought was odd. For a woman whose children were missing. And she was trying to find them.
0: Yeah. She'd be like.
1: They'd go visit her. Make sure she's okay. And she'd be like. Have you heard from Tom? Do you know if he's going to come see me? That's.
0: Like she did it for attention.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So. On November 3rd, 1994. After. Multiple intense investigations. And a nationwide search. For Michael and Alex, Susan confessed to murdering her children. So, on the night of October 25th, she had driven her car down the road with her children in the backseat. She was feeling lonely and suicidal as a result of the letter that Tom had previously wrote her. Mm -hmm. She drove down to John D. Lake and originally her plan was to put the car in neutral And roll the car into the lake with her and her sons inside. Okay. But she abandoned that plan. At the last minute, she put the car in neutral and hopped out before the car got to the water. And sat there and watched as the car rolled into the water. What the fuck? With her sons in it. How? It just makes me so sick to my stomach. She was able to give authorities the location of the car... And the scuba team found it exactly where she said it would be, along with the bodies of 3-year-old Michael and 14-year-old Alex. Sorry, 14-month-old Alex. Later investigation revealed that detectives doubted her story from the beginning and believed she at least knew what happened.
0: Yeah, because... What really happened. If you get carjacked, I just feel like it would have been a little bit different story. Yeah, I don't know, it's probably the way she was acting as well.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. By the second day of the investigation, the police suspected she knew their location and hoped they were still alive. Investigators started to search John D. Lake previously during their investigation before her confession. Initial searches did not find that car because police believed it would be within 30 feet of the shore and didn't search any farther than that. But the car was found 122 feet from the shore. Dang, it went pretty far. So it was pretty pretty down in there. During her trial, her defense team claimed that Susan had dependent personality disorder and severe depression, claiming that her need for a stable relationship with Tom Finley overcame her moral judgment in committing the crime. She was convicted in July of 1995 for the two murders, but she was not given the death penalty. Since she has been in prison, two prison guards have been fired after admitting to sleeping with her. I don't know what the fuck. What the hell? She is currently- She's disgusting. Why? I don't know. Why? It gets worse, bro. I'm done. Okay. She is currently serving her sentence at Leith Correctional Institution in Greenwood, South Carolina. You can Mm. write her a letter and tell her she's a fucking psychopath. She will be eligible for parole in November of 2024. No. Eligible for parole for the murder of her two children. She murdered her children. And she's going to be eligible for parole. No. Will she get it? Uh, I want to say not likely, but... If she's eligible, there's a chance. Yeah. Which, a chance is too much for me. That's insane. She does have a long-distance boyfriend that she has been writing letters to while she's been incarcerated. What the fuck? Some of her letters, quote, We are going to have amazing chemistry in person, and I can't wait to build a life with you, leave the past mistakes behind, and start fresh, just you and me.
0: Okay, but she was sleeping with other guards
1: true and she's a <laughs> so fucking fuck? murderer yeah she murdered her sweet innocent babies
0: yeah that's not okay i feel like there needs to be a lot more studies too on postpartum and stuff because yeah not saying that, that, that that's an excuse thing. but it like thing. there are a lot of women out there that have murdered their kids because of postpartum and there needs to be more research more thorough research on this shit yeah because this type of shit happens i'm not saying she's justified in what she did or innocent and whatnot she killed her sons bottom line she killed them but maybe this had something to do with some type of postpartum. Like, and it
1: can last for a long time.
0: Yeah. And it's crazy. Like, that's why we need more studies on this stuff. hmm I mean, I feel... I don't feel bad for her because she murdered her kids. But, like, like I said, just need more research on postpartum issues. Because, like, okay, when you have a baby, mm. you have to go for,
1: like, a few more appointments after you give birth to mm-hmm. your OBGYN. Okay. And... All they do to like test you or whatever to see if you have postpartum depression is they give you a paper to fill out and you have to rank like above a certain number. Mm-hmm. How easy would it for me to just check okay, like that I'm fine on all of those things? Literally, when I'm so really not easy. Fine. Yeah. Or like, I, if I don't want to admit to myself that I have postpartum depression, I'm not going to admit it to somebody else because yeah. then that's like making it real, right? Right. So then I don't want to say anything, right? Because it's looked down
0: upon. Which is a whole nother fucking stupid thing that that's looked down upon. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? I... They grew a baby in their stomach for nine, well, pretty much ten months. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I've heard birth is very fucking traumatic. It is traumatic. And you just... And then they have this living human thing that they have to take care of. And you just expect them to be okay.
1: They don't have, like, any recovery time. They, like, have to...
0: They have to instantly be a mom. Into
1: it after going through also, all that Also, all your birth.
0: hormones are all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. And you expect these mothers to be fine? Like, y'all are fucking nuts. Like, honestly, I don't know how mothers do it. I'm... I struggled with... with my first... I was fine. I struggled with per- postpartum
1: depression with my second Mm -hmm. for like six months Mm -hmm. at least six months and people would really like look down on me because of it
0: and it's so family
1: would be like why are you so moody what's your
0: problem and i'm like i just had a fucking kid (laughs) i don't know what to tell you also getting adjusted when you have a kid or when you have two kids that are under like three years old like what do you want from these mothers? I don't get it. Y'all are, need to support these mothers. Don't fucking look down upon them like it's so stupid.
1: There was one family member. Mhm. And I know he don't listen to this podcast, so he can fuck off. Okay. But he I was like moody one day. Mhm. And he was like making a joke about me having postpartum depression.
0: Yeah, look like that's like, funny. Do you,
1: like do you he was like, "Do you need to go to the doctor? Like are you going to kill your kids because you have postpartum depression?" I'm like, dude, first of all, that's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And people, women do kill their children when they have postpartum depression. That's not yeah. something to joke about. But not everybody. Yeah. Even if I do have postpartum depression, I'm fine. Yeah. I'm stable enough. I'm not going to kill my children. Yeah.
0: Jesus. And if you were, you would be the person to go get help. Yeah. I'd if be you like, even thought about that. I can't do this. Yeah. But and anyway. you have a lot of support, like yeah. me and your husband and, you know, Austin and. Yeah. Like, that you could go to and be like, you know what? I'm really having bad thoughts lately, and I really need help. And we wouldn't judge you. Come get me before I run my car into a bowl. Yeah, like, we would not judge you at all. That's the thing. Yeah. People need to stop doing that. That's crazy. Anyways. So, anyways, her boyfriend is in his mid-40s. She's okay. 50 now.
1: And he lives outside of Columbia, South Carolina. He is divorced and has two adult children of his own. Mm-hmm a family member of hers of susan's said quote i don't have a problem with her finding happiness by writing to a man but let's not forget what she did so i hope her happily ever after is happily in jail yeah me too yeah in 2015 she wrote a letter to the state and said i am not the monster society thinks i am i'm far from it okay mm,
0: kind of murdered your kids but okay
1: She also said, Something went very wrong that night. I was not myself. I was a good mother and I loved my boys. There was no motive as it was not even a planned event. I was not in my right mind. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Her ex-husband told People Magazine in 2010, There's always this gnawing heartache. It's there every day, even if I'm not always conscious of it. That's sad. I feel bad for him. Yeah. So, sorry to sorry to put you guys on that um yeah really sad case and
0: drowning is like one of the worst ways to die too yeah so So i feel really really bad
1: i'm like so terrified of my children being in water Mm -hmm. like jeffrey taking a bath Mm -hmm. or evelyn taking a bath like i'm so i hover
0: oh i'm sure that's a good thing
1: and even like you can drown in like a
0: tablespoon of water yeah
1: If Jeffrey's, like, in the pool, Mm -hmm. even if I'm, like, not in the pool and there's, like, a bunch of people in the pool and they're playing with them or whatever, eyes on him at all times. Yeah. Like, he does pretty good with his little floaties on, Mm -hmm. but it's still terrifying. Yeah, I bet. Like, oh
0: my gosh. There's also, like, secondary drowning.
1: I know. Where they, like, get too much, like, swallow too much water, inhale too much water. So then, like, every, for, like, three days after Jeffrey swims... I, like, watch him so closely. Yeah. Because I'm afraid he's going to, like.
0: Well, of course. <laughs> That's a good thing, though, bro. That's like, crazy. you're being, like, adamant and about the situation. I didn't
1: even know that was a thing until, like, this year.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, my
1: gosh. And then I was like, he's never going swimming again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway. That's
1: funny. Um, I hope that lined up the mood a little bit for you guys. Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening. Yep. Go listen to Michelle's episode that came out on Wednesday. Yep.
0: And that's all I got for you. See you next time. Bye. Bye.